Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Cryptid Crossroads. We're in the studio doing it once again here in uh, the beautiful 505. Give me a shout out, Vince. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I know we've been slacking a little, but you know what they say, life happens. Life does happen. Yeah, we we apologize for not putting out some episodes in the past few weeks, but we got wrapped up in, like my brother said, that thing called life that hits us. Yep. Every now and then. and uh, Every now and then. And sometimes it hits us harder than normal. <laughs> That's right. But we're back doing it once again. And uh, we're going to continue on our topic. So we're going to mix it up a little bit tonight. Maybe talking a little about aliens, a little about, you know, Sasquatch, a maybe aunties. Yeah, well, you know, aunties are always welcome. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but we're going to go ahead and get it started. As always, we always do a shout out to you, our faithful listeners. Thanks for coming. Coming back and hanging with us. Man, it feels like forever since we did this. It does. <laughs> so here's to you. Ah, that is definitely anti-juice. Whoo! High grade octane. That's right. So we're gonna go ahead and kick it off. Um, so what's what's been going on, Vince, since we've been away for a while? Oh, um, let me think. Did, have we done a podcast since our last camping trip? We have not. Okay, so we, we did manage to get up to the Hamas. Um We did. Not our favorite spot. Uh, we, we did go for a ride to our spot, and it it, it looked pretty squatchy. Yeah. It, it did. You know what? We could tell that it's been abandoned by everybody but squatches. So we need to get back there. Right. Uh, the normal trees in the road, tree movements. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it looked good. Yeah. <laughs> it, lo- it looked really good, but uh, the spot we went to, uh, I, got, I got a few modifications I'm going to do to my trailer. Now, uh, if anyone out there listening knows anyone in Albuquerque who could flip an axle for me. Right. Um, or suggest somebody. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know what that would entail. So Right, I, and, I, and I, I've seen it done. I just don't have the tools or the space. Right. But anyway, we went up there and it was nice to get up there. We actually got there the first day it opened. We we caught wind of it opening and we were there right when they opened it and uh I'm guessing a lot of people did not hear that because we we're pretty much on our own out there. We were. And uh nothing really uh we did did we talk about it cuz Remember those footprints and stuff in the tree? I, I did put on the webpage. Yeah, well, no, no, because we have not, since we've been up there, we have not done a podcast. Okay. So the podcast that was recently released was prior to us going up there. Okay, so. That's uh, how long it's been. W- we found an interesting, interesting tree that had been laid against another one. Right. It was a good-sized tree, no stump, of course. This tree was carried there. Then going up the hill, uh, they've been getting a lot of rain. So in the mud, there's uh, some pretty good prints but not a lot of detail because of the mud 
Right. Um, and when we were there, it, it rained. Uh, the first day, the mosquitoes killed us, but then after that, it pretty much rained till we left. Yeah, it kept the mosquitoes at bay. But, you know, they, we can't definitely say they were prints, but it was... It was good. Did you get pictures? Yeah, I put them on our uh, oh, okay. our Facebook page. So, so go to our Facebook page, Cryptid Crossroads 505. Check them out. Right. But uh, either way, it was nice to get up there. Uh, we need to go back. Yeah. Um, so now that we're talking that, I, I just want to bring something up because it's fresh on my mind. So the other night, uh, I was watching a uh, um, UFO Witness. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have. So... I was real interested in one episode where the man said his dad worked for the federal government and he was called away to work like here in New Mexico and then uh, a few other Air Force bases throughout the country, I guess, because they were moving the alien technology. But he could never ask his dad where he was or what he was doing. There was a part that he was talking about where even the father's mother died and he couldn't come to the funeral because he was wrapped up in this top secret uh i guess project that they uh had him on anyway i i that's what caught my attention i was like what do you mean he couldn't come home to even bury his mom but on his deathbed he did tell his son that you know in this universe we're not alone those were his words to his son he said just know that he said i couldn't divulge it before but we're not alone. Right. And uh, I, I believe that. Right. Now, since we're on that topic, uh, a new story in the news. <clears throat> did you see the pictures from the telescope? I did. Okay. So those that's mind-blowing. It it's is. Awesome. Right. And uh, they got those crystal clear for I don't know how many light years away. and But yet the security cam still can't focus on the face. <laughs> <laughs> right. We could see. Could see planets <laughs> light years away, but we can't focus on a face that, from a person that robs a bank right. five feet away. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that—that's just uh, opens up the door for infinite possibilities. It, it does, as far as other life forms. And if you think about it, I mean, space is so vast. There's so many more galaxies and star systems that we haven't even touched. Now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't somebody say uh, that? Like space is still expanding. Yeah, it's still it, it's constantly growing, expanding. Right. Uh, stars are dying. Stars are being created. It's like it's a never-ending process, um, and we're just in the Milky Way, and we haven't even we don't even know what a third of that's about. Uh, right. Um, if they do share it with us, but you know, many many people have come forward and said that we're not alone. And how do these Aliens get here. What's the technology? Is it wormholes? What not? Um, I don't know. I, I, I would like to know. But one thing is certain. Whenever we start like military activity, start nuclear testing, um, they seem to show up. Right. Right. And uh, I, I guess if you have a camera that has infrared, film the sky in the day and you'll be surprised what you catch. Right. Right. I, I remember uh, that. Uh, photographer from Mexico is he the one? Right, yeah, he's one of them. Right. Um, on this uh, UFO witness, they did that as well. One guy did that, and he caught some pretty good footage. And, you know, he said, wow, that's a plane, this is that. We identified some, and one at night, he said, that could possibly be a satellite. But there were a couple of little footages that he played that he's like, I can't 
I don't know what this is. And I, I, it made me think about when we go up to the mountain right. and some of the things we saw. Right. Those were not satellites. Those were not stars. So I, I get it. Right. I do too. Now you mentioned, uh, and we've talked about this before when we do nuclear testing or almost weapons testing in general. Right. They show up. Now, either they're watching us from afar, like with high power telescopes, right. uh, they have some kind of sensors here, or they're living amongst us. Yeah. We, we've heard those theories too. You know, if they're out there and they've abducted people and the stories are true and they have a hybrid program, they're living amongst us. Right. They truly are. Um, then you, you go back to that theory about uh, the blue bloods and, you know, the Nephilim. So that that is kind of like the alien connection. So uh, they've been living among us for centuries. Right. And people even take it to the, the Sasquatch connection, you know. Right. But, I mean... We we can't dismiss it. We, we can't say it's true. We don't know. I mean, I would like to know. I would love to know. And it goes back to uh, what Planet X and yeah, uh, Nibiru, the Planet X, the the Planet Eater. Um, you know, there's so many theories out there that uh, our listeners. If any of you have a theory that you want to shoot by us, come on, man, shoot it to us because we're we're open minded. We go down every rabbit hole we can. And we invite you to go with us. But, you know, aliens recently, I've, I've been reading some topics on them. Of course, I, I read, uh, you know, a few books by some well-known authors uh, with alien technology, uh, you know, Zachary Stitchens and all them out there. And so some of the things they propose are like just mind-blowing. And if, right. you, if you read the book, it really pulls you in and it makes you think for yourself. It gets, you, it gets your thought process going that how did they know these things? It, it gets your, your mind going because it makes sense. It does. It, 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 it does make sense. And, uh, you know, they talk about these tablets. Uh, the uh, Mesopotamian tablets, if those tablets are true, then we had people from Planet X, you know, uh, ruling this country for damn near 46,000 years or more, if I remember right. Right, right. Uh, and some of the kings lived for thousands of years. And I'm like, oh, how, how's that possible? Shit, I'm already 54, and I think I, I'm breaking down and not going to even right. see 70. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, now, uh, you mentioned kings. Like, a lot of the pharaohs, uh, they had the elongated skulls. Right. And it's interesting because I was watching uh, Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates. Yes. And they, they just discovered some new tombs in... Egypt, somewhere, somewhere mm. in the Middle East. Now they they had a, a perfect, a perfect mummy, but uh, they would never show a full his full head. Right. But, but you look at his skull; they show so much of it, and it looked like it was going to go elongated. You, you could tell it was probably an elongated skull. Right. But I, what, why are they trying to hide that if it if it's true? Well, you know, they don't want us people like us connecting it and say, well. Let's pull some DNA from that bone. Right. Or they don't want people panicking. What the hell? Right. No. And, and that's why if you look at ancient Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs and the writings, um, and they always said that the, the pharaohs were the gods, and they all like wore the hats to cover the elongated skull. Mm -hmm. And they said they, once they all died off, that other tribes would just... Uh, wrap their children's head and try and you know to to mimic 
the gods. Right. Uh, it's it's a form of flattery. That's right. Right. So, you know, if they were doing that and they're mimicking the features of their gods, then what does that say about those these elongated skulls? Right. I mean, and we've seen what's been discovered down in Peru. Right, right. Uh, Gaia, uh, that's one of the best things about Gaia. Right. They're self-funded so they could put out what they want. That's right. And, uh, <coughs> and, and you could either call it bullshit or you could right. ride the train. Yeah, I mean... We, we've already told you our stance. We weren't there, right. so we can't say it's bullshit. You, you can, but here's the thing. They, they did, on, on the Nazca mummies, they did such scientific analysis right. that they can't prove it wrong. And what blew my mind is when they did the x-rays of the one, and it, it looked like she was carrying three eggs. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. You know, right away in my mind, I went back to the reptilian theory. Right. Of, and, and she was the biggest one, the more human-like one, right? She was, yeah. And then the three small ones, I was, how can you make that shit up? I know you can, but these scientists took it to the extreme and right. their theory is this, this is not of this earth and it's real. And, and, you know, we we're talking about at the beginning of the podcast, the telescope and how it's uh, discovering new galaxies, right. new planets, everything out there. Uh, we're, di- we're exploring the universe but yet, we don't know what's in our forests. We don't know what's in our oceans. We don't know what's buried in our soil. Uh, and, and here's the thing that like Zachary Stitchens and all these other authors have said, you know, it's rooted in us. So if, you know, of course, we always tell you we're, we have a faith, we believe in God, but God created all things. So let's, you know, the theory that they came down and they seeded us and created us. Um, they said when they did that, it put that DNA has gives us a longing that we're always searching to go back home like ET. So that's maybe why we spend so much money looking into space and not here on Earth. Right now, now speaking of here on Earth and exploring, I've been watching uh, Alaskan Triangle. Right, I know you've seen quite a few episodes. They have some really good uh, uh, ones. Uh, uh, about the Bigfoot, they they believe there's still a, a race of giants uh, that's uh, alive and well, because Alaska is so um, we we have not explored it. It's so unexplored. It's yeah, and it's thick. And, it is. Uh, don't take that the wrong way, though. It's oh no thick. no no. You know, so, sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, sometimes uh, like something. Now big. this race of giants is it the red-haired giants, Bigfoot? We don't know because. Uh, sightings and stories vary yeah they do now i was watching and they they also believe that there's a quite possibly woolly mammoth still alive now we we've we hear about them uh in the permafrost pulling out bones and stuff like especially when they're gold mining and stuff now they they had uh a native alaskan i don't know a eskimo inuit i don't know whatever they but anyway he came and he brought them uh, a mammoth tusk and it had fresh blood on it where they had pulled it off and he said they pulled it off an animal hmm. and uh, w- some of the scientists had planted uh, those seismic uh, oh, oh the their what are they sensors sensors they're seismic sensors and uh, you know they, they could uh, detect vibrations on the earth and stuff right. and uh, one of them was smashed and they saw the readings on their computer and, and they're like, it must have been a big creature to smash it. So right. That was one of the theories. Now, mm. they don't know if these animals have survived throughout time undetected. 
because they said in Siberia, mammoths have survived a lot longer than they thought up until like a couple thousand years ago. Now, in Alaska, who knows? I mean, we don't know what's there. No, we don't. And these creatures could still be alive. Uh, and now that you brought that up, I think recently, because they extracted a intact mammoth, which was like frozen solid, and it had to be frozen rapidly because it's still intact. Not, right. No it, deterioration. Like no flash freezing. Yes. So they took some of that DNA, and I think they were injecting it into an elephant in the zoo, and they were going to try and, and replicate it. They're actually pulling some Jurassic Park shit and trying to breed it. Uh, I'm like, well, why do you want to bring that back to life? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's gone. I mean, I, I understand the... It'd be it'd be exciting if you're a scientist, but it'd be exciting. But that's kind of like playing God, you know. Yeah. What if that What if that damn thing grows up to be three stories high and you can't stop it? Right. Now, one of the theories, or another theory, they were thinking about uh, about the woolly mammoth is: Are they one of these creatures that could freeze? Just like you said, that thing was frozen almost instantly. Right. Is is intact perfectly. And then when it's thawed out, it could come to life. Well, there's several creatures on this earth that can do that. Um, right. And that's why they, they don't know enough about the woolly mammoth. Right. So they're like, maybe that happened or maybe they've just been alive this whole time. Could. Now, now that you say that, there was a video of, I, I, I think it was in Japan, they took a frozen fish out and threw it in the water and it came back to life. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. It's, it blew my mind. They pulled it out of the freezer. It's frozen. And they threw it in the water and you're like... What are you doing? It came back to life, started swimming, and I was like, holy shit. And uh, that's cold-blooded creatures have that ability. Right. Like snakes and... Yeah. Now, I don't know. I don't. They don't die. It, it slows down their metabolism, it, their heart rate, like all that. A, a hibernation right. that they go into. I mean, just look at bears. They're warm-blooded, mm -hmm. but they could, uh, they could shut down all winter. Right. Shit, I, I'm lucky if I could shut down eight hours at you, night. You and me both? <laughs> I try to shut down, but I can't. Well, my my mind shuts down, but my body don't. <laughs> um, so on the topic, I just came across, before you came, someone posted a video of a uh, Florida lake, and uh, they recorded some sounds. I, I, I thought about, man, should I upload those, and we can let you all decide, but... I don't know of any creature in the Florida swamps that makes those noises. Um, I'll try and find it for you when we're done here, and I'll let okay. you check it out. And then we may upload the the audio so y'all could make up your own mind. But I, I'm convinced that, yeah, maybe that is a skunk ape there in the Florida swamps. But it, it kind of resembled some of the sounds we've heard from where we go and like right. the Sierra sounds. Now, uh, now we have a, a cousin, Tammy, who's in Florida. She has a skunk ape story. We're still waiting for her to come up. Well, oh, why hasn't she called us? Well, ha have you seen some of her Facebook posts? Uh, she will reference a skunk ape. The skunk, skunk ape is real. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's fine. Then we need her story. We do. Why haven't you reached out? Uh, I was waiting for her to contact us because she said maybe she's going to talk to her daughter. Remember uh, last week time? No, no, no. You have to talk about it. Yep. Yep. Because inquiring minds want to know. That's right. We definitely want to know. But anyway, back to the Alaskan Triangle. That's that's a good show, by the way, if you haven't seen it, because they take a scientific approach. They do. And um, 
if a woolly mammoth could survive, I mean, why not a, some great apes? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, all this, they say, uh, it goes back to like Gigantopithecus and, you know, he, that, that species is extinct. Well, is it really? We don't know. Right. Um, I, I kind of want to say that the squatches, seriously, after everything I hear, I'm like, are they really more like Neanderthal because they're, they're like ape and human? And if you look at Neanderthal, if science is correct, they look like ape and human. Right. But see, there's different theories. Like a lot of hunters who have had them in the crosshairs, they said they can't shoot because it's like it's too human-like. But people say, like, even when you look into the eyes of a gorilla, right. you, you have that same connection. Right. So who, who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> and uh, I haven't had that broad daylight face-to-face -face encounter yet. I've had other encounters. You know, you and I have had other experiences. But right. until we get that, uh, I don't know. And what if we do have the encounter and it does look like a, a man with extra hair? Right. Right. No. Uh, it's... What can you do? You're like, should I shoot it? Should I not? Yeah. Well, chances are we won't shoot it because we'll probably <laughs> faint or, you know, <laughs> fill our drawers. <laughs> we'll fill our drawers full of, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I get it. But I got an email. I'm, I'm going to bring this up. So, I, you know, we all switched over from late night to Larry. We're now cryptic crossroads. But I was checking some of my old emails and uh, Mr. Smith, you wrote us, you're the one in El Paso. You wrote us saying that you heard stories and you were going to go out to a, where is it, radi radiate? Or, I, I'm not even going to butcher it, but there's an area that you referenced and you asked us if we've ever been there. We have not been there. Now, you said you still want to come on the show, so, you know, reach out to us, uh, cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. And... I, I'm curious because you said you were going to go out there and do recon and if it looked promising that you were going to camp. I would like to know what you found out. So, right, right. So if you listen to this, reach out to us. Right. And, and you know, that's that's what we do. We go recon. We're always looking for a good spot. But uh, for us, I mean, it's hard to leave our, our regular spot because we've had it's, it's, just so many things happen. It's hard to leave. And, yeah. and uh, I, I was on, I'm a member of the what is it expedition bigfoot fan page on facebook right and i heard one well i didn't hear i read one comment that kind of struck a uh struck home with me they said why are you guys running around the forest just make camp and let them come to you All right because that's what we do that's what we now, do we it, don't go nowhere it, it, no in, in the day we'll hike around we'll look for stuff but at night we're there and lo and behold they come to us. Right. And, and I think that is so true because if you're out moving in the forest, all the nocturnal creatures that hear you, including Bigfoot, they're going to think that you could possibly be a predator because that's when the predators hunt at night. Right, right. So and, they're like, I'm out of here. Yep, they're like, they're like, I don't want no conflict tonight. I just ate some magic mushrooms. I'm I'm just chilling, buzzing. So I just had a handful of cornmeal. <clears throat> right, I, I'm I'm out, and you know, and that's why they avoid everyone at night, and it's so hard to get a night sighting. Right. Uh, but look, everyone that's just at camp, popped up and relaxed in their tent, going to bed. How many encounters have you heard from that? Or yeah, exactly. Or <clears throat> not even in bed, just 
be, being yourself, right. they get curious. You've always heard that keyword curious. Yeah. They want to come in and get a closer look. And I, I think you're right. That's what it is because curiosity killed the cat. And those are some big cats. They are curious. Right. And they probably, because we've heard stuff in the daytime too. Oh, yeah. we, we know they're out there in the day. Yeah, of course. Uh, remember when we hiked up the hill? When we started getting to the top, we started hearing like rock knocking. Yep. So they, they might be there just watching us because back where we go, we're, we're usually the ones deepest back. We go the deepest. Right. And, and they probably said those idiots are back again. Oh, no, they're looking at us wondering, man, what do they eat? They're already fattened up for the winter and it's only in summer. <laughs> they probably do. They're like, we're, we're foraging for the berries and uh, the nuts and whatever we could get. And they're like, what, where do, that's why they're watching us. They want to know where we go eat. <laughs> well, what are they eating, man? They, they look like two walking pork chops. <laughs> Oh, but, and that's a good question. I mean, because like we've talked about up there, there is so much resources for these creatures to survive. Right. Um, just the bushes of berries. I mean, up there, because there's, you know, it's a desert, but they do have moisture, man. These bushes of berries get thick. Now, especially this year, we got hella moisture up there because after yeah. we left, they, they started closing it because of flooding. Right. So now, that's how much Now, could you imagine the berries now? Oh, man. Now, a couple years ago, was it last year or the year before, right past the tunnels, remember that blackberry yep. bush? Yeah. That thing was loaded. It was loaded. Right. So now with all the extra rain, I, th there's probably food for everyone. There, yes. I mean, there's plenty of food up there for all the creatures that are roaming around. And, and you know, we've heard stories that these... Sasquatches, they, they, you know, they eat whatever they can. Of course, you're going you're gonna to do what you got to do to survive. like a bear. Yeah. Uh, they do. Uh, and then you hear stories of them, you know, killing deer. Uh, I wonder if they just forage on the nuts, berries, and what grows during the harvest period up until the winter. And then in the winter, is that when they focus more on, like, uh, the protein from the deer. I, I, I would imagine that's probably correct. Uh, yeah, because... They, they uh, take advantage of what's available. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and it's like, think about it. We don't have to really travel a lot. We just got to follow these little berries where they're growing and all the things. So in the summertime, they could actually kind of chill because right. it's like harvest right all, the, all this is just grown and hanging they, they could kick back in the field and just graze all day right they and then eat. in the winter it's like me at the bar and last call and it's like well that's not what i prefer to eat but if that's all that's available <laughs> when you're on the hunt you're on the no, hunt I'm just kidding we don't go to the bar we go to the brew pub that's right but you know it makes sense to me because once the snow falls and the cold weather and harvest is over and all these berries are done until spring and whatnot the only food you have going is protein right and that's i think that's the winters when they really you know hunt and i'll bet if we took all the sightings that people say they saw them like take down a deer or whatnot i'll bet it's in the winter right or or maybe not even in the winter, but like when all the berries are gone or before they appear. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah. And, and uh, they, we've talked about this before, about people saying that uh, the Sasquatch follow the food. But we've also said in the area we go to, the food is always there. Any time of year we go, even yep. when the camping spots are closed, we always see deer, elk, rabbits, everything. It's all there. And there's a lake there. There's a hatchery. 
they could go <laughs> take whatever yeah. they want. They could have sushi every night if they want. Right, and and uh, they close most of it up, so they have free run of the place. So, and there's protein everywhere. That's why I don't believe that the ones here migrate. And you know, you're right. If you really think about it, they have everything they need. They might travel in a big circle, like from where we are, maybe to Cuba, right? Maybe even up in Colorado, yeah. uh, back to Los Alamos. But I don't see them traveling too far because why would you right no i i i think they're territorial they they have a territory that you know it's like a rancher they ride their fences to make sure there's no intruders no unwanted company but yeah you know if you really think about it they don't have to move all the food is there there's abundant resources up there right and 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 the reason is because that's it's a pathway for a lot of Wildlife coming and going, north and south. Yep. And, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yep. And that, well, I, I believe it, but we still got to go up there and prove our point. Of course, because, you know, people say, well, that's not true. No, we, we got still got a couple months. We're going to head back up there. It's just <laughs> life happens. I mean, life. we had some opportunities here in the summertime. You know, we're old 80s children, so we're going to go see some concerts and stuff. So yeah, that yeah. might get in the way of our squatching a little, but we're, we're definitely going to go out there. Yeah, there, there may be a weekend or two where we're banging our head. But a lot of these 80s rockers look like squatches. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, one last thing before we go. Uh, I don't know if anyone's watched a movie called Season of the Witch. Have you seen it? No. It's an old movie with Nicolas Cage. And I was watching it the other night, and I was like, you know, if all this shit take, took place historically like they say it did, man, paranormal activity has been going on since the beginning of time. And I believe I, it has. I wonder if any of the Egyptians were walking through the tomb one night and got spooked. They probably didn't get spooked because they were firm believers in the afterlife. Right. So that just cemented their beliefs. It probably did. But, you know, I, I just, there's so many things that, that go through my mind. You know, I'll be watching TV and I get a great idea. But that just made me think, I'm like, this is like in medieval times. And, and you know, if, if you didn't believe what they believed, you were a warlock or a witch. Right. Now... My opinion is the people who get the most scared are the ones who don't want to believe in the afterlife or whatever. Now, you and I have both had experiences. Of course. They opened our eyes, but we weren't screaming like little girls. No, know? no, it just made me think. It, it, you know, it just, my experience made me think, what truly is it? Because you'll get one party that says, oh, it's demonic. And you'll get another party that says, oh, it's a loved one that passed, you know. Um, I don't think that question can truly be answered for someone until they pass. Right. That's what I was going to say. <clears throat> I mean, we've had experiences and we could say what we think it was or who we think it was. Right. But like you said, we will not know until our time comes. Yeah. So. And know. then when our time comes, we're not going to, me and you, we're not going to ask, uh, did you go visit us or this and that? We're going to say. Bigfoot, they're real, right? right. <laughs> no, no, my, my ghost is going to be haunting for us, trying to find out if they're real. Right. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, you know, we're, we're back. We're glad you're back joining us. And that's what we wanted to share with you tonight. And we hope you enjoyed it. Right. And thanks to you who've been uh, sending us texts and stuff, right. inquiring about when's your next Inquiring minds want to know. And it's because of you that we got off our butt and did another episode. Right. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.